The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to death as well, since it was on account of him that many of the Jewish people were deserting and were believing in Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. John tells this story in such a way as to invite us in, I think, uh, invite us right into the, the dining room of, of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Um, church tradition has sometimes uh, suggested that Mary Magdalene is the one who anoints Jesus with the costly perfume. Um, in John's gospel, it's clear that it's Mary of Bethany, a different Mary entirely. Um, this is the Mary of Mary and Martha fame. It's, it's the ones who just a few chapters earlier um, reach out to Jesus because their brother Lazarus has died. And so here they all are at a dinner party. And I think we're sort of invited to surround the table and, and to notice the characters and notice who we identify with. There's Lazarus, and Lazarus has just been raised from the dead. <laughs> so Lazarus is probably just enjoying the company of a good crowd at home around the table. He probably wanted a drama-free evening. And then look what happens. <laughs> Mary has to go and you know, spill the perfume all over Jesus and make a big deal of it. And then Martha is angry and then Judas has to say something. And so the perfect dinner party is ruined because of the drama. And then there's Mary. Mary who does this, this passionate, outrageous, amazing thing. Uh, giving all that she has. A really costly thing for Jesus. Um, Mary seems to be the mystic in the bunch. She, she understands Jesus when he teaches and when he talks to them. She gets what he's saying. And so she has a sense that this may be the last time she will see him. And so it's worth it. It's worth the costly perfume. It's worth everything. It's worth her embarrassment. Uh, she throws herself on his feet. There's Martha, who we know about from the other story about Mary and Martha. And, and as we know about Martha, Martha's doing what Martha does best. She's putting dinner on the table. 
She's probably found the best deal. She's bought all the food. She's cooked it all. Now she's putting it on the table. She's probably already thinking, um, when will she do the dishes and still get to visit a little bit? And oh no, what if Jesus and his disciples want to spend the night? Where are they going to sleep? Do I have the linens clean? You know, her mind is working, working, working as she prepares for everything around her. And then there's Judas. The part about Judas um, uh, stealing from the common purse, that's been put in by John the Evangelist at a, a later time. So we don't really know what the thoughts were about Judas at this point. Um, that was added later as though to explain, you know, we always had our eye on him. Um, but the way he's referred to, Judas Iscariot, Iscariot is not a last name. Um, Iscariot is like the word, if you go to Israel today, um, cities and towns will be called Kiryat, Kiryat Jerusalem, Kiryat Bethel. Um, so to say Judas Iscariot is really to say Judas the city boy. <laughs> It's a nickname, but it tells us a lot about the way he was seen by the other disciples. If you think about Jesus and the other disciples, they were country bumpkins. They were from Galilee. Remember, people wondered aloud, could anything good come from Galilee? It's like, can anything come from Jersey? You know, it's sort of like that. Um, and so here Judas is from the city, maybe a little more sophisticated. Maybe that's why they gave him the purse. Maybe he was good with money. And so Judas was a little bit on the outside from the beginning. And so we wonder, we could perhaps wonder, you know, what was it like for Judas to be there? He's trying to take care of the money. But every time he turns around, Jesus and the other disciples are promising to give it away to somebody else. Um, they're making promises that their ministry can't possibly afford. And so Judas is like the, the church treasurer we might have encountered here or there who, who holds on to the money because someone's got to. <laughs> and then there's Jesus who just wants people to be in his presence. Um, Jesus wants them all to understand that the important thing is that they absorb as much of his presence and his words and his love as they can because to do so is to absorb God in their midst. This Monday of Holy Week, we have this, this wonderful gospel with all these, these strong, well-defined characters. Um, and so I invite you to think about who at that dinner party you might most identify with. And then how would you respond to Jesus where he invites each one of us um, to leave whatever it is that's keeping us apart and move closer? Um, if we're like Lazarus, maybe we need to give up our expectations of the perfect time, the perfect event and draw closer to Jesus. If we're, if we're like Mary, maybe we need to include others in, in our passionate um, expression of love for Jesus and give others the space to find him in their own way. If we're like Martha, maybe we can pray that God would, would ease our worries and take away our anxiety and show us how to pray even as we try to get things done, but to move closer to Jesus. And if we're like Judas, maybe God invites us to see that sometimes it's worth it to break the bank and, and spend it all and give it all away. Not always, but sometimes. Wherever we may be around that dinner party or, or this table, 
Um, God invites us closer. Um, each one of us is made as a unique and precious child of God. We have our gifts and we have our challenges. And especially during Holy Week, I think Christ invites each one of us gently, slowly, in our own time to come closer. Whatever that means for each one of us, however that might be achieved. This night and all week long, may the Holy Spirit move us ever closer to the heart of God through Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.